Welcome to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with your host, Sadhu Khalsa. One of the problems with treating addiction is that the medical profession doesn't try to help treat the root cause of the addiction, only the symptoms and behavior. It's time to look at addiction treatment from a new perspective. We'll discuss treatments and ideas that actually work. It just takes a different sort of understanding. Now, here is Sadhu Khalsa. Good afternoon, audience. Thank you so much for tuning in to our channel, Total Health Recovery, from Addiction to Super Health. I have a very close friend of mine, Joan Sotkin, uh, who has a fascinating story to tell and has uh, published a book called The Search for Connection, A Spiritual Journey to Physical, Emotional, and Financial Health. So this is tying together one of the loose ends in healing is how do you connect the healing process with becoming prosperous? And what are some of the barriers and resistance to becoming prosperous? And this is Joan Sotkin, and she has uh, webinars. She does training. She does teaching. She has clients, and she's helped many people. And I want to turn it over to Ms. Sotkin and have you go into your history and how you got to where you are and, and what you do, Joan. Thank you for agreeing to be a interviewee on my show. Thank you. It's nice to be here, Sadhu. So do you want to give me, get, want me to give you some background? Is that what you'd like? Yes, please. Okay. So I've been around for a long time. <laughs> um, in 1972, a doctor told me that I could never be healthy. Mm. that everything was all in my mind and that I should get used to just used, get used to being sick. And mm. I thought to myself, that's just not my story. Yes, and right. I started looking for alternatives at that point. Uh, in 1972, I learned how to meditate and, and also discovered that I was hypoglycemic. I found a doctor uh, in the San Fernando Valley, who was willing to treat alternatively, and that took me on this journey. And somewhere along the line, I had gotten addicted to Valium. And mm-hmm. I, I bring that up at this part of the story because I know you focus on addiction. Yes. But it was real clear to me as time went by that I was also addicted to chocolate, and I was addicted to a lot of substances. I consider myself as having an addictive-prone personality, Mm -hmm. which actually works well for me now because it allows me, for example, when I decided to join a gym, to absolutely go three times a week and never miss it. Great. (laughs) So uh, when the doctor said, you won't be depressed if you give up sugar, I gave up sugar that day. And so it can work to your benefit. Yes. But uh, for me, in looking at the whole healing thing, physically, emotionally, and certainly financially, I had two millionaire brothers and I wondered why I couldn't rub two pennies together. <laughs> and so my question was, why? Yes. And so uh, over the last 35, 40 years, what I've come to believe is that our emotions, which are formed in early, early childhood, are often the, uh, the, the force behind the decisions that we make that lead to our life stories. Yes. In other words, our, our life stories aren't written in a book somewhere and we're just following the script. Mm-hmm. It's because we make choices along the way. So the question is, why do we make those choices? And I believe yes. if, if you're going to bring it down to basics, it's our thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, but it's our emotions that inform our decisions. That's a fact from neuroscience. So if you can understand, I really see, you know, I see so many people struggling and a lot of it has to do with these wounds that people suffer in early childhood. Yes. So um, I, I think it's important to understand that 
if you can recognize the emotions that you're expressing through your life stories, then you can get some insight into what's going on. Now, uh, most people don't have, particularly addicts, don't have a, a very good uh, uh, emotional vocabulary. If yes. I say to you, what are you feeling? Uh, I'm not feeling anything. Well, right. actually, you are. You just don't yes. know how to feel it. Yes. And, and what, what I do, first of all, you asked how, how it uh, applies to finances. I see that there are five basic feelings that are expressed through, uh, through finances. There are variations to each one, and a person can have all five. Mm-hmm. And they're aloneness, mm-hmm. anger, shame, mm-hmm. deprivation, and a sense of being trapped. Yes, yes. Now, if, and, and those are often the feelings behind addiction. Mm. In other words, if I'm pissed at the way that I was treated as a child, and many people are, yes. but I had no outlet for that anger, yes. then I'm going to turn that anger towards myself, and I'm going to try to make the anger go away. That leads to drugs, alcohol, over-exercising, which yes. is an addiction. I mean, there are so many different forms that addiction takes. And so in helping people understand what they're feeling, I just ask people in, to, to begin to recognize whether they feel contracted or expanded in any mm-hmm. situation. Yes. And if you feel contracted, then you're, ex- then you're experiencing your feelings because your feelings don't happen in your head. Yes, they happen right. in your body. Yes. Uh, we have receptors in our cells that uh, attract these neuropeptides, and that's what causes an emotion. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's important that people think of themselves as never having done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You've Very never done important. anything wrong. Um, you're not doing anything wrong now. You just have certain feeling habits, such as anger, shame, deprivation, the sense of being trapped. Uh, and um, whichever one I left out, aloneness, that's the big yes. one, aloneness, um, that um, you're, you're not doing anything wrong, you're just, you just have habits that developed early in childhood, and anything can change. Yes. That's what the hope is. Well, it can. It's a matter mm-hmm. of overcoming your own resistance to that change. Yes. And, you know, and there are different kinds of addiction. There is a physical addiction, which is what I had to the Valium. Yes. And there are emotional addictions. Yes. Now, some people are physically uh, addicted to uh, alcohol, or they can be emotionally addicted. But, like, when I was addicted to Valium, it was the hardest thing I've ever tried to give up. Sugar was easy compared mm, to that. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, sugar is, uh, they say sugar is harder to give up than heroin yes. because it's used so often as an, a reward food. Yes. So when you were a good girl or boy, grandma gave you an ice cream cone. Right. And that's where it starts. Um, but um, with the Valium, I would get down to, as soon as I got down to zero, I absolutely could not sleep. I, I mean, wow. it, I just could not fall asleep. Anything less than even two milligrams, because I had been taking 10 milligrams of Valium just to go to sleep at night, mm. and, which is a pretty high dose. And, yes, it is. Um, not 10, 10 milligrams. I was taking 40 milligrams of Valium to go to sleep at night. Wow. So, so long ago, I forgot. <laughs> and uh, Thank goodness. And so I wound up doing chelation therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is an intravenous therapy that I, I took because I had mercury poisoning and lead poisoning, and 
uh, and heart disease. This is yes. when I was only 30. And this doctor who saved my life gave this treatment, and the side effect was that I was able to give up the Valium by the second treatment. Fantastic. So, and that's, and the AMA does not approve of uh, chelation except for mercury and lead poisoning. Yes, true. So being uh, just to add something to your what you're saying, being a, a victim can also be an addiction. Oh, absolutely. It's, yes, <laughs> it's a habit. Yes, that's right. You know, right. if you use the word addiction, if I say the word addiction, there's some contraction that happens with that. Yes. Okay. Uh, if I call myself a victim, that's a contraction. Yeah. Now, we, uh, I have Joan, we have to take a, a break right now. So sure. we'll take a break and we'll come back in about a minute or two. Uh, so okay. we need to break now and hold that thought. And we'll get right back to it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Welcome back. We're with my guest, Joan Sotkin, and we're just talking about addiction and how uh, being a victim is one form of that, how being uh, you can play the role of victim as an addiction pattern. So I want to turn it back over to Joan Sotkin to continue where we left off. Well, what you had, what we were talking about was whether you can overcome an addiction. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, when I was, during the break, I was thinking I was an overeater. I went to Overeaters Anonymous. I went to Debtors Anonymous. I, I mean, I was definitely a compulsive debtor. I was a compulsive talker. I mean, I, I we used to be really difficult to be around because I couldn't stop talking. Mm. And I remember one day I was at an Overeaters Anonymous meeting and I was standing in front and sharing and I just just saw that I was talking compulsively. Yes. And I, I was able to change my behavior at that point. 
you know, so first you have to understand what the dynamic is. Awareness mm-hmm. is the first step in the process of change. Yes. And if you're going to say, well, I'm addicted, therefore I cannot change, then you can't change. Right, exactly. But, but if you say, I'm addicted and I can change, I just f- have to find out how. Yes. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to become not addicted. Yes. Or to, ha- to change my behavior. And it's all a matter of brain science. You behave the way you do because you have built up these neural pathways in your brain so that you have an automatic response to familiar stimuli. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and this is not hocus pocus. It's not magic. It's a matter of developing new neural pathways yes. so that every time X happens, instead of doing Y, you do Z, and eventually Z will become your habit. Mm-hmm. And just as addictive behavior is a habit, so can non-addictive behavior become a habit. Or you can transfer that addictive behavior, as I've tried to do, into healthy habits. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So that when I decide to go to the gym, I'm going to let myself become addicted to the endorphins that I get by exercising, mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. those things that make you feel good. So I make sure, even on days when I don't feel like going, I go there three times a week. There's a 30-minute workout I do, and and it has made a huge difference. I also have trained myself. I have a dog. And in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I live, we have this fabulous dog park with trails that are a mile or more long. And I go there just about every day. And wow. walk a minimum of a mile and uh, as much as two miles. And I try to walk with other people because it's a big dog park, so there's always people to walk with, so mm-hmm. that I get my people fixed as mm-hmm. well. So I still have addictions, but I've changed the quality of those addictions. Mm-hmm. And I had to do it very consciously. And, and that's the deal. If you say, I can't, then you can't. Right, If you exactly. say, say, I can and I will, then you're going to find a way to do it. It's a matter of convincing your subconscious mind that there is an answer for you. I remember yes. when I first started healing. I mean, I was really sick in a lot of different ways. And when I first started healing many years ago, I would do this three or, two to three hours a day I would just repeat, I'm perfectly healthy and can do whatever I want. I'm perfectly healthy and can do everything I want. Now, some people, and I think this is an important thing, are are addicted to their practitioners, to their doctors, their programs. I was talking to someone the other day who I met at a 12-step program Mm -hmm. 30-some-odd years ago. Mm -hmm. And she is diagnosed as bipolar, and they have her totally medicated so Mm. there's just nothing there and she called me up and she wanted me to do one of my energy things for her and i said you've got to get off the medication exactly she's addicted to the doctor yes because so people are so many people are so alone that they need the tribe that also suffers from addiction Yes. Whether it's the recovery or the addiction itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So aloneness is not only that one of the main feelings behind financial problems. It is the, the main thing behind so much dysfunctional behavior because of our need to feel connected. And that starts, that need to feel connected starts when your mother doesn't bond with you when you're abused as a child, and, and what you're looking for is connection. Yes. And, you know, people, so who, be, people who become uh, white supremacists, I've heard actually interviews with them, and they were looking for a family, someone yes. who would connect to them. And, and so once you become aware 
that what you need is connection, then you can make an effort to become connected. I had this talk with this friend of mine the other day who is really in awful shape, and her house is cluttered, and she's going to go to the doctor. She called the, 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 She had an appointment to talk to the doctor, and they changed the appointment. But in the meantime, I said to her, I want you to clean out a little bit of your house every day, 15 yes. minutes, half yes. hour. I spoke to her last night after, I think, four or five days had she sounded so different Mm. she just because i was there with her because we hadn't talked in a while and because i was there with her she felt connected and was able to take action Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the problem is in a lot of the recovery programs it's like in, in AA, and I, AA saved, not AA, but the 12-step program saved yes. my life. But, yes. you, but when you get there, they say, oh, I'll be here forever. Yes. And, and it, you, have to ha- you have to identify, you have to keep telling your subconscious, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a compulsive debtor, I'm a compulsive overeater. You have to keep affirming that. Yeah, in I never agreed with to, that in, part of it. In, in order to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. And, and once you understand that feeling touch-deprived and the need for connection is behind a lot of what you're looking for, once you realize that and you're willing to make the change, most people resist the change because yes. what happens when you start building these new neural pathways and you you go to do something, your brain gets a little confused. Do I do it the old way or the new way? And yes. it's a little, I call it the moving stupids. And, <laughs> and you become a, a little disoriented and so you go back to the old way. Yes. And that's why it's so important not to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if 12-step programs work for you, but you don't want to identify as having a disease for the rest of your life, then you have to find a different kind of group. And there are plenty of them available today. Yes. Yes. So true. Wow. That's so important of what you're saying and explaining how the childhood issues can influence you for the rest of your life and sabotage your best intentions. Yes. Um, and, you know, people call it sabotage. I call it self-protection mm-hmm. because okay. you have a certain way of being in the world. Yes. And as you start changing, it's a threat to your identity. If yes. you're not a victim, if you're not an addict, then who the heck am I? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, and so there's this identity crisis and you have to understand that you're going through this. I mean, it's when I see how doctors are treating people and, and the drugs they're giving everybody. I mean, I was not only addicted to Valium. I took so many different prescribed drugs. And mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm in my late 70s, and, and I'm really healthy mm-hmm. because I decided that the medical model that we know is just ridiculous. Yes. It's, it's, you know, you have a symptom. Uh, I've had times where I'll get some symptoms and I'll, and I'll say, okay, what could this be? What I did when the doctor told me that I, I would never be healthy, I, I read physiology books and microbiology books and I figured out how it works. And it's no different from an uh, automobile. It's just a little more complicated. <laughs> and, and once you understand how it works... If it breaks down, you can find out how to fix it. It's usually because you're missing some ingredient. And you can take those ingredients in the form of supplements. Yes. Plus exercise and sleeping enough. and, um, And, you know, we know what to do. We know what to do. We know not to eat sugar, to eat healthy foods, to get enough sleep, to get some exercise, and to meditate every day. And surprise, it works. There's the prescription. Yeah, and and with the internet, there's so many sources of information. We have a a pharmacy in in Santa Fe, Pharmaca, 
which is yes. a homey. They have a homeopathic base, and so you can go in there and talk to a homeopathic uh, practitioner and say, "What yes. should I take for?" Yes. Um, you can always go online and say, "What are the alternative treatments for X?" Yes. And WebMD has them all. I mean, they're, yes. they're all over the place, and you'll you'll see what the pluses are and the minuses are. But the the trick is to trust your intuition. You have to learn how to do this. This is not simple. It's simple, but not easy, yes. because you have to overcome a lifetime of conditioning. Go to the doctor and take the pill. How do you yes. think we get addicted? Exactly. And that that's my story. It took me almost all my life to trust my own intuition. It took a long, long time to have trust in what I was knowing and feeling. Yes. Well, I, I was kind of lucky because in the 1970s, I knew that life wasn't making much sense to me. Uh, and, hold that and, thought. We got to okay. take a break. But we'll come okay. right back in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Welcome back. We're with our guest today, Joan Sotkin, and I think we left out. We're just starting to talk about intuition. Joan, please continue. What we were talking about was I said that in the 1970s, life wasn't making much sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, and what I was being told, the way life worked, and to go to the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, I decided to give away everything I owned. I had already been meditating for a couple of years, and I just had this sense that if I could travel without knowing where I was going and where my money was coming from or, you know, to just get out there. I had, you know, they said, you know, give it to God. So, okay, God, you got it. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave everything I owned away and actually wandered for quite a few years. And uh, it, it really taught me how to listen to that inner voice that everybody has. Mm-hmm. And so I very much run my life now on that principle. Somewhere along the line, I had a, a spiritual teacher in 1972. The, the teacher who taught me how to meditate also taught me that worrying is a waste, waste of time and that anything negative is a waste of time. And anytime I heard something that made sense like that, 
I would decide to see how to make that work. Mm -hmm. It takes time. It takes time to become a new persona. Yes. If you're someone who always gets your attention from practitioners, then you'll never be totally healthy. In other words, where are you looking for the connection? Uh, the, this journey I went on, that's the, the basis of the book, The Search for Connection. And you have to find meaningful connection that allows you to be an equal with the people with whom you're connecting. Yes. I have a podcast, and I interview some pretty high-level people And the reason it works is because I feel myself to be their equal when I talk to them. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not in this awestruck space where they're going to teach me something. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain amount of confidence. And you can, I had, you have to develop confidence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, when you have the attitude, that there's nothing wrong with me that needs fixing, which is the basic attitude of the personal growth and development field. And you say, I just have habits that aren't working. Then you can say on a daily basis, what do I have to do to develop new behavior? So you're not saying what's wrong with me that needs fixing. You're not saying to yourself, I'm an addict and I'm ashamed of being an addict. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You're an addict because of what happened to you when you were two days old and your mother didn't look in your eyes uh, when she was feeding you. Yes. So it's not like there's something wrong with you that needs fixing. You have to recognize your behaviors and say and ask someone else. It's very hard to do this alone. Ask someone else, how do I, how do I develop new behaviors? As I said, with the internet and meetup groups, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on therapy. I have a problem with just plain talk therapy because you're basically telling the old story over and over again. Yes. You have to create a new story. Um, and it was interesting. On 60 Minutes recently, they had an interview that Oprah did, and she was talking about the adverse childhood experience test. And it's, it's a 10 question test that and if you get even one on the test it explains why you're screwed up Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, people who are addicts usually get four six even eight on the test Mm -hmm. and it's because a parent died a parent was uh parents were alcoholics you were abused in any way shape or form i mean these are the things that when they happen in early childhood screw you up for the rest of your life. And some people just compensate for it. For example, there are people who consider themselves to be under earners. They have trouble earning money. Well, that's an extension of these five feelings that I mentioned. But very few people talk about over-earning. And to me, over-earning is as much as an uh, an internal thing as under-earning. You don't over-earn over because you're happy with yourself and your life. i got to have more. i got to have more. Then maybe I'll be okay. Yes. And to me, an incredible exercise that I did many years ago was to look in the mirror and look in your eyes and say your name, so I would say Joan, and then say, I unconditionally love and accept you just the way you are. <laughs> And, so and it, it's so remarkably powerful because you're touching that place of that inner child who was never told how wonderful they were. Yes. And that's what we all need. I mean, if you read business yes. books, they'll tell you that what employees need is not a, it, among, a, you know, except for getting paid well, they need to be acknowledged. Yes. And in, in my book, Build Your Money Muscles, I talk about how um, when you feel loved, accepted, acknowledged, and appreciated, you will make money. Because when someone hands you money, they're saying, I like you. I appreciate you. 
I, I want to be closer to you. That's what money is when it passes between two people. But in order for that to happen, you have to love, accept, acknowledge, and appreciate yourself. Yes. And if you keep telling yourself you're a bad person because you're an addict, that's not it. Yes. Okay? How, how can you love yourself? How can you treat yourself like someone you love? If those thoughts in your head, if someone else were telling you what you're telling yourself, would you stand there or would you walk away? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's, another, you know, with, with the 12-step program, it's all about your defects. Well, I don't think yes. you have defects. I think you just have bad habits. Mm-hmm. They're not bad habits. They're habits that aren't serving you. You know, we yes. have, we're so judgmental. This is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. It just is. It just is. And so when you stop judging yourself and you can learn to uh, love yourself and accept who you are, everybody is unique. Everybody has a unique talent. And as long as you're picking on yourself all day long, <laughs> your, your talent is not going to come to the fore. Exactly. <clears throat> so how do you work with people then that have those habits and uh, – low self-esteem, and traumas in their lifetime. Okay. When I'm, there's two ways I work with people. One is in a group, and the other is one-to-one. If I'm mm-hmm. doing the one-to-one, the questions I ask when we've... I, I do have a, a questionnaire they fill out, so I get mm-hmm. some ideas of what their habits are. But my questions to them in person are, what did your father do for a living? What did your mother do for a living? How many siblings did you have? Uh, and what is the birth order? Mm-hmm. And from those questions, I can create a dialogue where it's really easy to find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to tell me the story. Yes. I just need to know, you know, because if I say to you, now, for example, I asked one of my clients, how many siblings did you have? Well, he had one, but that child died when my client was five mm-hmm. and, and the baby was two. And both parents were psychologists, mm-hmm. or psychiatrists. So I said, you must be really hypervigilant because your parents had to have been really hypervigilant about your health and how you were doing. Yes. Because they were so afraid of your, not, of your dying. Yes. Okay, so once I get the early childhood story, then... Then, and it's different for every person. I mean, yes. it's amazing how many of my clients had a parent, a parent that either died or left when they were very young. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, and although I've had a couple of people who, where the parent died when they were between 16 and 20, and even that will leave, that, that fear of loss that we have. Yes. Everybody goes through loss. It's just part of life, whether it's a dog or a book or whatever it is you lost. It affects your behavior because of your fear of loss. Yes. And once you understand that you're not doing what you want to do or what your expression is because you're afraid if you do it, it'll go away. That's why people have to have another million or another billion Mm-hmm, because they're mm-hmm. so afraid of losing what they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are things, it's complex, because all these things play into it. But once you see that there are recognizable patterns, and that you've never done anything wrong, and you aren't, there's nothing wrong with you, once you can accept that, you know, I'll say that to people, and they'll say, oh, oh no, I did some awful things. Mm-hmm. No. You just did what you did. And if you, if you proceed from there, then you can choose to do other things. And if it's a physical addiction and you recognize it, you just have to decide. These are decisions you have to make for yourself. Yes. And, and no one else is going to fix you. That's the tough thing. And when you feel alone, which is a main feeling that people carry, when you feel alone you're not going to want to give up the practitioner. Right. And no one's saying, I mean, I still 
go for a massage from time to time. I have mm-hmm. coaches that I work with. Mm-hmm. So I just make sure, I, I just decided a long time ago, I just wasn't going to live this isolated life. And yes. it's that isolation that causes so many problems. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um taking self-responsibility, it's uh, increasing awareness. It's increasing, aware, increasing awareness. Yeah, it's um, really important. Yeah, and self-responsibility, um, that's a hard thing that people say, are you willing to take responsibility? What, what does that really mean? Um, if, you, if, you, if you're willing to say that my life is a result of decisions that I have made, that, to me, is the main responsibility you have to take. All right, we need to take, take a break, hold that thought, and uh, we'll come right back. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Wellness Inventory is the original and proven whole-person approach. This online program offers dynamic, interactive tools for improving personal well-being. You determine your wellness priorities through an initial whole-person assessment of all aspects of your life and then create small, smart steps based on those priorities to move towards optimal health and well-being and live life more fully. Sign up for your holistic assessment with Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com slash wellness-inventory or call 505-310-1340. The Total Health Recovery Program has created what it considers to be the most effective 21-day residential treatment program in the world. The THRP treatment model brings together the best from the healing arts science and aligns itself with the highest spiritual universal laws and principles. THRP can determine the intensity, duration, and frequency of treatments. Contact Sadhu Khalsa at TotalHealthRecoveryProgram.com or call 505-310-1340. TotalHealthRecovery.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health with Sadhu Khalsa. To reach our program today, call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to sadhu.kalsa at gmail.com. Now, back to Total Health Recovery. Welcome back. We're with my guest today, Joan Sotkin. Um, let's continue, Joan, where we left off. We're covering some very amazing points, things to uh, understand and think about and, and put into action. Continue, please. Oh, I don't remember what I was talking about when we stopped. I pauses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need pauses in my recording here. <laughs> yes. So, all right. So what we're talking about basically is are you willing to be healthy? Yes. Are you willing to be wealthy? And if you're not, why not? And yes. these are two, those are questions that I had to ask myself. Yes. Because the only touching I got were from the doctors. Mm. And and with was I willing to be wealthy? I know an awful lot of people who are wealthy who aren't very happy. Mm-hmm. And when you when you listen to the news, it's not like we wanna embrace the one percent. We're always right. talking about what's wrong with wealthy people. Yes. So why would you wanna be wealthy? Right. So you so there so you have to get over your beliefs about wealth. Incidentally, I do this book I have um, called uh, "Build Your Money Muscles: Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money." It has all my basic theories. I wrote it ten years ago, so I've gotten beyond that. And some of my online courses cover what's what you know the next step. But um, I, I've been seeing this stuff for over twenty years, 
And I know it works. I was probably the most addicted, the sickest, the most uh, financially disabled person you could meet. I had two Mm. millionaire brothers, and I couldn't rub two pennies together. And I asked the question why, and I was willing to do anything that I needed to do to get out of it. Now, does everybody have this kind of determination? No. And and I'm sure that a lot of people we're talking to are going to stay exactly where they are. Yes. Because they aren't willing to take a chance. And it's because of your brain. You have this thing in your brain called the amygdala, who, which is designed to keep you safe. And the yes. one thing that the amygdala hates is uncertainty. Mm. So y- you know how, what your life is going to be as an addict or with problems or as a victim, but you don't know what life is going to be when you give these things up. Exactly. So, so your amygdala tells you it's dangerous to make mm-hmm. a change. And if you can understand that whatever fear you have or whatever rational, uh, rationalizations you're using for not changing, that that's merely your amygdala thinking it's keeping you safe. But if you're ad- an addict, it obviously isn't. Yes. So, you know, it's like my friend that I talked to the other day, and when I called her back, she had made a change. She had gotten so tired of being drugged and, and abused by the medical system that she did something about it. But yes. I've been having that talk with her for five years. Mm-hmm. And it, so when I, when I work with people and the stuff that I put out online, I'm ve- I've been online for 22 years, so it's mm. pretty hard to miss me. And, <laughs> and, and what I've been saying for years is that, that you, you have to take the steps. You really do. And there's help. There's so much help available, but you have to s- say to yourself, I'm going to get the help, but I have the power to change myself. Yes. No one is going to do it for me. Yeah, that's an important point. Really important. Um, Can you uh, uh, share with the audience how they can contact you? uh, What's your preferable way? What are events and podcasts you, you do and how people can basically get connected to you? Okay, so my main site is prosperityplace.com. I am the only Jones Sotkin, S-O-T-K-I-N, in the whole world. So if you you Google me, you will find pages and pages and pages. I've been online for 22 years. It's hard for me to get lost. (laughs) You'll never get lost. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. So just go to prosperityplace.com. And that's where, uh, that connects to just about everything that I do. And my goal is to help people feel as good as I do and to feel as comfortable as I am in the world. It's not about how much money you have. Mm -hmm. It's about how much inner peace you have and how well connected you feel. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, the, in business, one of the, main things is networking. I, I've been online for all this time, and because I have the podcast, there are uh, a lot of people I have met who I continue to connect to. And, yes. and so there are people I talk to on a regular basis through Skype or Zoom, and so we see each other, and it's a real visit, and we, I've been sharing with them for years. And you don't have to have a hug at the end every conversation <laughs> in order to feel connected. Yes. Although I love it when people like you come over and I can give you a real hug. Yes. And, yes. and, and that's why I go to the dog park every day because there's people there. And, yes. you know, people say I need more money. No, you don't. You need more people because money always comes from people. Yes. And, and so anytime you think you have a money problem, remember it's never about money. It's always mm. about relationships. Wow. And that's so, what you have to focus on. Wow. wow. And a lot of addicts have had terrible relationships when they were young. 
So they have to actually learn how to have relationships. And there are people that can teach you that. Yes, yes, yes. No, that's so important. That's one huge deficit for addicts. And to learn that skill then brings all the other things that everyone wants, connection and right. uh, meetings well, with people and deals with aloneness. Very good. Very I, I was on a, a podcast. I do a lot of other people's podcasts, too. I go as a guest. And someone asked me, you know, what are three things you'd like to leave with, leave with us? And yes. what came out, and it's become really important, is let go, love yourself, and connect. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. three things, if those are the only things you remember, let go, love yourself, and connect. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, if people want to get my newsletter, you know, I mail out a bunch of stuff um, <laughs> it, with interesting things. And just go to prosperityplace.com and sign up for something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a one-stop uh, shop. And yes. uh, I, I really appreciate our interview today, Joan, and what you shared. I think it's going to be so helpful for people that hear these points you're making and your life story and how you've come through all this uh, is an amazing story in itself. And I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. And I will call you and come see you again and get my hug. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be with you, Sadhu. Thank you for listening to Total Health Recovery from Addiction to Super Health. We hope you'll join Sadhu Khalsa again for another program next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Join us again in one week. Walk such a path with all your faith. You will never have to wander again. Give yourself to such a guru. You will never.